Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fadero. Never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Welcome back to Rookie Fever, episode 277. I am here as always with the feverish Fanero. Got some freaking camp news. <laughs> Rookie fever camp news. We got to touch the tight ends. Even though before we started the show, I was like, can we weed them out? And we're like, well, we, we said we'd talk about tight ends. So we're probably going to talk about rookie tight ends too. Um, so anyway, I, I think we have to unfortunately start with the John Mechie news. Yeah. And how sad that is. And like, I mean, how fast life can come at you, quite honestly. And now the guy's going to miss at least the year. He says it's the most curable kind of leukemia, which is awesome. Like, wishing him the best. Such sad news, though. But, I mean, I, I think for me it's just a reminder. Like, these young kids, like, Fenero and I are both in our 40s. And how clear it is that anything can happen at any time to anybody. And just to try to like those, love those moments, enjoy those moments, and, and just grasp onto them and try to like fulfill your dreams. And I hope that that is what John Mechie still gets to do. I want to conclude that. I'll, I, I don't know if you want to say anything, but you're an asshole. If you try to lowball offers from the John Mechie owners, just leave it be. If you really want to go after him, I mean, maybe you talk to them or something, but I don't think this is a good time to send lowball offers for John Mechie. Yeah. I mean, as far as the, the fantasy spin on John Mechie, it, he was going to miss a decent chunk of the season to start mm-hmm. um, coming off the injury that he was coming off of. I think he's doing the right thing. Obviously he doesn't care if I think he's doing the right thing, but right. Um, that makes a lot of sense. That decision, if you couple what was going on with his, his previous injury and now what he needs to possibly go through um, to beat cancer, which I'm sure he will. Um, it just, it just makes sense to kind of just pull the cord now and say, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to use this year to, to get back to football and to get back healthy and, uh, you know, see in 23. Yeah. So, um, so as far as a, again, a fantasy spin to that, I think if you, if you liked Mechie, you drafted Mechie and you knew that, you know, it was going to be a tough first year for him anyway, this is, this is probably good that he's doing this to take care of his body, to take care of himself. And then hopefully this time next year, or even earlier, we get some really great news that, um, he feels better than ever. I mean, that wouldn't that be wonderful camp news? I mean, we have some, yeah. we have some, uh, honestly, the the active PUP, which I want to kind of clear up because yeah. I feel like people are, are overreacting to the active POP or the PUP is uh, is dominating camp news. Um, this is not the kind of camp news you want um, to hear about for sure. So I'm, I'm looking forward to some um, some good news from John Mechie this time next year or even sooner. Absolutely, man. And, and I think that that's what we'll get. Sounds like we might. You know, all, all thoughts, prayers with him. Um, I'm, James Conner's a cancer survivor. Yeah, it sure is. Aaron Rodgers walks into the facility <laughs> and he's like, Romeo, Romeo, where are for all thou Christian Watson? And Romeo, Dodson, Romeo Dobbs says, who? <laughs> 
<laughs> Christian Watson? Let me show you what you got in Romeo Dobbs. He's getting some buzz, man. He's getting some buzz. And and uh what what first seemed like a reach, but but a uh, a reach based on value because Dobbs was so inexpensive compared compared to um Christian Watson. It made it like kind of fun to think about like what if this Dobbs guy, fourth round pick, winds up I mean, they don't really have a lot of bodies there. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a pretty good like route runner, which is what the opposite kind of, of Christian Watson, who's like basically by all definitions raw, like very athletic, you know, fits what you want out of a wide receiver, but, but pretty raw. And then you have Dobbs, who's like not raw at all, you know, well and, and spoken. We talked about him a yeah. little bit last week, but and then and then you think about Rogers and how he's notoriously kind of like depended on, you know not having to bring a wide receiver along on the field. Like he doesn't want to do that, right? Like he wants, he wants the chemistry down. He wants to know that the player is going to be where they have to be. And that's not really, doesn't feel like that's Christian Watson. Um, so it was fun to kind of think, Hey, maybe this Dobbs kid winds up, you know, being something. And, and we're getting early indications here that the I don't star know. of training camp. It might be more than something fun to think about. There might actually be some validity to it. I think we both have him on our uh, Scott Fish teams. Yeah, I do, actually. I think we both took him in the same spot. Yeah, Honestly, fun. if our listeners have been listening and then going out and trying to be actionable, I bet some of you have some Romeo Dobbs on your team because we've been kind of pumping it here, like putting it on the gas while we're pumping the brakes on Christian Watson, even before you hit the pup. And I know you want to talk about the pup and how insignificant it is this time of year. So I don't want to be a hypocrite to that because I do agree with you on that. But this time that Dobbs is getting yes. with the team and Aaron Rodgers and showing up while he's doing it. Yeah. I don't know, Fenero. <laughs> so I think, so, so I think it's, it's, so when you hear the pup list, I feel like a lot of people are just like, Oh my God, that's, that's a few weeks. And um, and I know in our early show notes, we thought that um, we had Bellinger that was on the pup. And Bellinger was on the pup for less than five days. Um, so There's I think, your tight end segment. Yeah. And I think the active pup is just getting a little uh, overplayed. But with all that being said, Swags, you're absolutely 100% right. Like, there's going to be players that simply need a couple weeks to show what they have. You know what I mean? That maybe, maybe just never would have been able to. Um, players that are buried on depth charts. These are these are great opportunities to to kind of show the team what they're made of and maybe get reconsidered over uh, a third or fourth wide receiver as a vet just because it's like, oh, hold on a minute. This guy's got juice and he seems to be getting the playbook. Mm-hmm. And this is after two weeks. What if we give him a few more reps? What if we give him a few more reps? So I think what, what, what you really need to do is you need to basically put a little, um, put these players on your watch list. So these players that, like Dobbs that are that are basically coming and they're showing up with this little tiny opportunity they have. See if they get a little more opportunity as training camp goes, and then a little more. That's a real indication that something's moving in the right direction. Yep, absolutely. And to add to that, like the insignificance that the pup lists can have. Also, like we need to make sure we're tempering expectations and yes. like what are we seeing when we see that amazing amazing catch? Like I saw yes. one. People going crazy about a Jahan Dotson catch, which I mm-hmm. like that guy a lot. So this is not shade. <laughs> but you look at it and there's nobody around the quarterback, nobody around the wide receiver. Sure. A catch I could have made with confidence, uh, like no gloves. And I mean that. And I'm not a football player, but I know I can catch the ball with nobody around me if it's thrown right to me <laughs> with two hands. I mean, I, I can do that. 
and uh, and people were just going crazy. And I get that we want this excitement. I like Dotson. He seems like he's going to be a student of the game. He's already talking about Terry McLaurin and how it's been so nice to pick his brain. That's what I want to hear. But let's just we have to like let's put some pads on. Yeah, yeah. I think you um, you shared something with me it was um, Pickens, and that was a fantastic ch- catch. You shared that you shared that video with me. I, I took a look at it, and right after that, I sent you a pretty spectacular catch from Quinton Cephas. Mm-hmm. And the whole point was. There are some spectacular catches in this offseason, and we all do need to put some some ice water on our rookie fever uh, when we're looking at any of these players. But at the same time, I'd rather see that than not. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, I get that we're all getting excited about it, but keep in mind, we're all getting excited about it because football is also almost here. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not just the spectacular catch. It's like, holy shit, that's a football player yeah. that's going to play on my fantasy team that's yeah. pro doesn't even deserve to be on my starting roster. He's just like in my he's always deep on my bench that I'm allowed to get excited about because that was a good fucking catch. That was you know a really I mean? good catch. He had another one today <laughs> for Mitch, too. That's the thing, is like Yeah, keep it going. No Deontay Johnson. We mentioned before none of these wide receivers have chemistry with Mitch Trubisky yep. or Kenny Pickett. No chemistry at all. They're all fresh to these guys. No Deontay Johnson. He wants a contract. Maybe he's traded. You never know. But then George Pickens is out there showing up. Like his catches that I'm seeing, like he looks like a baller. Friermuth is out with a hamstring. Yeah, I didn't know that. Actually. Yeah, so there's that. a couple weeks now because he's not on the, the pup. But it's mm-hmm. like it's one of these things where that's just going to like kind of what we said before. Like that's going to give somebody we already kind of like even more time and a little bit more yeah. um, eyes on. And it just gets you. I thought you were going to go say go get some Zach Gentry or something. <laughs> no, you know, I love some fire <laughs> move. But that's another pass catcher that's not out there. So so it gives it gives Pickens even more time to, to get that chemistry going. So. I love it. Pickens is Pickens was a guy in the mid second. I I was trying to get anywhere I could because he 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 felt like a borderline first round rookie pick to me. Yeah. So if I was and getting like him in mid second, like yep, with upside, with upside, like like I, he's like right on that fringe with upside. Meaning like I wouldn't surprise me with opportunity or an injury that he's right up there with like the top four or five wide receivers in this class. Like yeah. that's, that's, that's legitimately possible. Yeah. And you're getting it at 205, 206. Like yeah. that's- I was going to say, I have one share of George Pickens and I'll have to look, but I either got him at 201 or 205. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not really mm-hmm. sure, but that for me, I was just like, man, I'm, I'm going to grab him right here. And this yeah, was, it's a fun pick at that couple months that ago. Yep. I'll be honest within that time of the draft, I've tried to get out of Pickens. Oh, really? And nobody bit. <laughs> and uh now you're and trying glad. to get some more pickings. actually now i'm kind of excited you know <laughs> to see what we're seeing because i i like pickings but i thought it was going to take a little longer mm-hmm. but just with what's going on in camp and deontay johnson i think it i think it might happen sooner than i originally had thought personally uh, maybe other people were like no nah, i thought it was going to be right away all the time but me i thought it was going to take maybe a little bit of time but he was going to eventually be that guy but it looks like if Deontay doesn't get back, he might be that guy right away. And Claypool um, is getting his his shoulder evaluated today. Yeah. Um, Tomlin came out and said it probably isn't serious. But, like, Claypool, I'm not a fan. Um, been saying it for a minute now. And that's the position I kind of thought that Pickens by, let's say, midseason would take over. 
I think Claypool is probably a decent three. Yeah. I think if you put Claypool in, the, in a wide receiver three on that team, I think that's mm-hmm. that's kind of where he needs to be. Yeah. Where Pickens clearly feels like way closer to an alpha. Like one one B. Yeah. I could see Pickens if being Deontay's on the outside. Back, yeah. I could see Pickens being on the outside. Deontay playing outside, inside, and then Claypool in for big plays. That's it. Yeah. Done. That's a but nice. Pickens the guy getting the chemistry yes, with the new quarterback. It. Yep. And then to stick with the Steelers for a second, Kenny Pickett looked like crap. <laughs> Like, just looked really bad. That's going to happen. It is, but it, it was not flattering at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, and you know that they're not going all out in these games because no. they don't want injuries or anything, but he looked pretty bad. I think that that's going to be Mitch's job with all year without an injury all year. I, I wish so much. I have a little bit of Mitch, but I wish I got a little bit more just because it was so cheap. I think I think that's the the Steelers game plan coming into this is let's let's have Mitch do his thing. And I'm not going to call it a short leash, but I I, it's close to that term. I know people overuse that. In other words, like if Mitch looks bad. Tomlinson called him Money Mitch. Yeah, no, I think I think Mitch is good. <laughs> I think I think Mitch is underrated as a QB, and I think I think that's a nice system for him to, to to be in. To be quite honest, so I don't think they went out and get and got him to have him back up. I think they want to give him a legit shot. However, they did draft a QB in the first round. It was later in the first round, granted, but I could see a whole single year. I mean, we, did we think Jimmy Garoppolo was going to run a whole single year without Trey Lance? There were some of us that were saying that, but. I was one of the people that thought they were probably going to go with Trey Lance by the time, you know, I want to say half the season through. But if you think about it, these teams are trying to win games. Yeah. Especially you know, that's what the they're Steelers. trying to do. Yeah. And the Steelers can still win games. So yeah. if they're trying to win games, you could see the, them doing the same exact thing that San Francisco did mm-hmm. and say, well, what, what's the harm in letting this guy who doesn't look real good in practice sit and watch and learn and come out. Yeah. Patrick McCombs basically sat out his whole yeah. freaking first season. Like, this is not craziness to see, yeah. a, what is he, a 20th, 22nd overall pick or something like that? Yeah, This isn't 20th. a top three pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and Trey Lance was, by the way. So, like, it's one of those things where I'd, I I would not be surprised at all, Swags, if he, if he doesn't play in the NFL this year. Yeah. Same. I wouldn't. And like you said, he's a 20th pick. Yeah. I mean, look where Sam Darnold is today with Baker. Yeah. Yeah, or even look where Baker is today for that matter. <laughs> what What is that? A one and a three pick now? Yeah. That are yep. bo- like both on their second team trying to survive with the Panthers. Yep. Winston, Mariota. I mean, it just goes yeah. on and on. Absolutely. And this is just a 20th pick. Yep. I mean, in a bad class. Goff, Wentz, <laughs> like all yeah. early drafted quarterbacks. And we're talking about a 20th pick that, I mean, people talk about draft capital all the time. But to me, like a tw- the first quarterback in the NFL draft to be the twentieth pick mm-hmm. drafted by the team that got the emotional attachment while they were watching him play college in the building. We're going back to the emotional attachment, and they drafted him twentieth, not even early. They didn't move up or anything. They knew they didn't have to. Yep. To me, that like twenty twenty two pick for a first quarterback in an NFL draft is is similar to like a third round wide receiver. Yeah. I don't know if that's a little bold or crazy, but to me it's just like, yeah, like if you can shit on a first pick and just be like, nope, we're done with it, you can shit on the 20th pick and oh, be absolutely. like, no, we're done with it. Yeah, I was just realizing how long that list is. Wentz is on that list. I mean, even golf. I mean, golf is on his second team, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, it, it that list is actually pretty long. Those, and we're talking about top five. We're not talking about like top yeah. ten or fifteen. These are all top five picks. Those, that's just some of the guys fresh in your head too. I mean, yeah. Sam Bradford. There's a whole slew of quarterbacks that have yep. experienced like early team changes, and some of them go out and do better than others on their when they do change teams. But I mean, Carson Wentz is on his third team. Yeah, it's crazy. So. And I think Carson Wentz is probably better than Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna. <laughs> well, I, we don't know. To I, be I don't fair, know. But. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I think the thing that's gonna save Kenny Pickett, I think, would be two things. One would be sitting this year. I thought you were gonna say the right and left glove. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the other thing is he's he he's a bit of a runner, and I don't think people give him enough credit for that. I think he's fairly elusive. So I think I think he so could. Is Mitch. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I'm just saying I think he could he could be okay. Is all I'm saying. I'm not saying that I think he's going to be good. I think he could be okay. Mm-hmm. I think it would be helpful if he didn't have to show that this year, though. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So then, how do you feel about Juju and Sky Moore? Wow, oh, nothing but good camp news from both of those guys. It seems like seems like everybody's happy. I know that. Uh, MVS was getting all the early news because Sky Moore was out. I believe is it a hamstring? I hate hamstring injuries. But mm-hmm. um, but then as soon as Sky Moore was healthy, now all we're hearing about is Juju and Sky Moore. Um, why not both? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I I've been saying this for a while. I think I think Kansas City is 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 replacing Tyreek Hill production with production with with quite a few players. This is going to be spread around a lot more than we want it to be. There'll probably be a few Juju games. There'll probably be a few Sky Moore games. There'll probably be some MVS games. There might even be some McCole Hardman uh, games. I probably shouldn't even mention him fourth. Um, there's there's a lot of guys there. And I think Sky Moore, over two or three years, could become the guy. Juju's got one-year contract. I, I, do, I do like Sky Moore. I do like Sky Moore's landing spot. I know that that landing spot made him catapulted him into maybe like higher than than some people wanted in rookie drafts but it doesn't mean i still it doesn't mean because of that i don't like the player and this situation i do still like those two things but yeah no a lot it sounds like all i hear is good news from both of those guys the thing is too about that and you mentioned the landing spot is that like any of the wide receivers that we've already mentioned on the show if they would have landed in Mm -hmm. Kansas City, everybody yep. would have liked him more. Yep. And nobody wants yep. to admit that now. Now everybody's talking about Sky Moore like he was top wide receiver in the class yep. when he wasn't. Yep. He just was, got one of the top landing spots. There was three really big spots, and it was Green Bay, New England, and Kansas City. Yep. And the only the only one that's not getting the hype is Tyquan Thornton. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, well, they took him nobody, a little early in the second round. Yeah, him. that's a yeah. good point. But nobody really cares about him. He he didn't catapult anywhere. Yeah. There, then again, Parker looked pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Then again, then again, uh, Mac Jones. As much as I do like Mac Jones, what a rookie season he had, and I, I'm looking forward to his his uh, sophomore season with the Pats. Um, he is an Aaron Rodgers, and he is in Petron Combs. So there you go. And, no, and Tyquan but... Thornton and Tyquan Thornton wasn't like a big name coming in. We all knew who Sky Moore and Christian Watson was. Like Tyquan Thornton was not really like we were all surprised. I was that he was a second round. Okay, but NFL you mentioned pick. like he's not he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Mahomes. Let's stick with Mahomes. I'm talking for about a second, the height. Like the, yeah, absolutely. But it. how many viable wide receivers have been in that system mm. at one point? Sure. Just Kelsey and then Tyreek. Yeah. yeah. And then some. 
hits and misses, you know, like yeah, some games sure. from McCoy when Tyreek yeah. was out here and there. And like, it's never been. And like, Green Bay's only Mahomes. had one guy this whole time. Well, I mean, back in like the oh, like Jordy James Nelson Jones and, and James like Jones, Randall sure. Cobb and Jordy Nelson That's true. era. That's true. And like That's true. Greg Jennings. Like, yeah, you're right. Rodgers had a cast early on, you know, like he, he, he had some guys yeah, and that right. was when Ed Lacey that was still like so long, a little ago. thinner. <laughs> so, but, but I mean, seriously, like Mahomes like is awesome. It's, but I mean, really you have to look at the system and what it's supported. And now maybe you're right. Maybe they spread the ball around a little bit more and this and that, but Mac Jones as rookie records. Yeah. I mean, so he's not Mahomes. I agree with you. That doesn't mean he can't support a cast. I think he's got a great coach, but I mean, I think he could be the guy that he beat some of those records of, and that's Dak Prescott. Mm. I think he could be in that area of the game. To be honest with you, I think Dak's I a little so. overrated, I so. but I think that I think that Mac Jones could be that. I think Mac Jones could be Kirk Cousins. I think that he could be a NFL caliber quarterback, and none of them are going to be exactly the same or have the same game. I'm not comping them like that, but he could be Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's not Aaron Rodgers either, you know, but he's yeah. freaking awesome. That was, that was always my, uh, I want to say comp, but that was always like my expectation for Mac Jones was like, if he's going to hit, he's going to be Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. It sounds bad when you say mm-hmm. that. It's right. it's not a bad thing. That's a bottom, that's a, that's a, that's a QB, like late QB one, like mm-hmm. almost every single season. That's Kirk Cousins. That's, 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 that's a good player. Yeah. Yep. But not Aaron Rodgers. And I get that. Yeah. Whatever. But I mean. Yeah. He's supporting a running back, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. You got it. You know what I mean? That's what's yeah. coming out of that offense. Absolutely. So I get it, but yeah, Tyquan Thornton's a tough one. I have a lot of Tyquan Thornton. I know you do. I have um, no I have one, I think one maybe on a team where it was like I don't even if, count. Yeah, it feels kind of <laughs> worthless at the same time to me. Yeah, even I somebody mean, that's maybe, sitting here saying I have a lot of him, and I'm just like, ah. Like, well, the cost was low though, swag. Oh, so like, super. Yeah, you know. So who? So who really cares? I mean, if if you get if you get um, a game or two where you can flip it, he was totally worth anything you yeah. paid. So. Yeah, I was taking Taekwon Thornton when people were taking. Yep. Like, uh, I can't even think of somebody. Like, uh, I had a name in my head too, and it bounced off as soon as I started talking, but. Yeah, Tyquan so right around Thornton was going after the running backs that I was taking. <laughs> right around there is like um Vilas Jones. Romeo Dobbs is in that area though. You take Dobbs mm. over Thornton, right? Absolutely. Um Khalil Shakir is right in that range. Then you have like some tight ends and, and I'm not, not as high as Shakir as most. I'm not high on him either, but in Scott Fish with the last overall pick, I went oh, for yeah. it because I'm like, screw that, that, man. That was the There's only thing I'm excited about. Guys that seem like they're high on uh, uh, that makes Taekwon, me like him less or not Taekwon, but the analytic um, guys like him. Yeah, and I like him less now. That's just it. <laughs> that's just it. It's just <laughs> yeah, like ah, so. Yeah. And that's the thing with analytics. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, <laughs> please. There's only one analytics person you need to pay attention to, and that's Dave Wright. And it's not just because of the good work. I mean this, and and you all know that Dave's been here with us. We have a relationship. But Dave is so much more open-minded about what Mm -hmm. he's actually doing with his numbers, expectations, the range of outcomes. Dave and I talked a little about this um, recently, actually. And and Dave just looks at it a little bit differently. He doesn't have that, like, 
arrogant tone to him to me. Mm-hmm. He doesn't LOL me when we're having a conversation. Um, I feel like, honestly, you can go unfollow all the analytics crowd except for Dave. And because I know they're not listening to this show. <laughs> Seriously, you can go tell on me if you want to. <laughs> but but really, they just they they steer you the wrong way. And it's a lot just because I think they get so invested into their work that they do. Yeah. And, and work, I never want to take away from somebody's work. Yeah, I know. But when it closes your mind. Yeah. Yep. I think that. At some analytic people, I'll say some. I know you said all except for David Wright. I'll say no, some. I, anal- <laughs> I absolutely meant it. But I'm going to make a comment. Some analytic people basically treat the numbers as facts. Yes. That's, that's the problem. Historical like, numbers. Right. <laughs> They're not facts, they're tendencies. Mm-hmm. And and we can look at tendencies to try to make better decisions in fantasy football, but they're not facts. And I think that's when it becomes difficult. David Bell, for example. David Bell is a guy that I like a lot. I know you're not huge on him, but he is more of a film guy. I liked guy. him more when <laughs> I thought Watson might be playing. Yeah, he's more of a film, like film guys like David Bell. Analytic people do not. He ran a four six five. He has a 35 percentile speed score. Yeah, like every every single workout metric you could possibly love, he doesn't have. The breakout age is there, so he does have that. So maybe some analytic people like the breakout age. But pretty much everything else really is meh. And I remember talking to Dave about a trade I had made, and David Bell was a small piece in the trade because he's not he's not really of high, high value. And and I thought he didn't like he didn't like the side of my trade, and I thought it was because of David Bell. And he said, "No, I love David Bell." And I was just like, "Oh wow, there we go." David Wright surprising me again because I put him in this bucket of like, if the analytics don't look good on a player, Dave's not going to like him. Dave's going to tend towards the Rondell Moores and things like that. But you're right; he's open minded, and I think we all should be. Like, I try to stay open minded to analytics. I try to give it some. I don't think he stays so locked in, right? And I think that's important. If you're locked in, you're making mistakes. Another person I did think of, though, that I I truly appreciate, admire, I've had some good conversations with, very underfollowed, is uh, Josh Bigby at Generally mm-hmm. Aware. He's a good follow. He does some analytics stuff, and I know that he's somebody that I can feel comfortable at any time jumping in his DMs and being like, hey, I think analytics suck. <laughs> and then we can have a decent conversation about it. As weird as that sounds, like I just I have that relationship with him. Um, him and I disagree on uh, some stuff. I- I'll be completely honest with you. Sorry, Josh. But good guy and very easy for me to talk to. And that I appreciate a, a ton. I don't get that vibe from the analytic mm-hmm. crowd very often, though. Like a lot of times they they yeah. don't want to talk. They don't want to hear your side. doesn't matter how good your whatever your thought process has been. They put words in your mouth. A lot of assholes. It's true. We all know it's true. It's okay. <laughs> it is. It's so true. It's it's kind of one of those things that like we all talk about behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Quite honestly, it. like I, I'm comfortable with this, <laughs> but we do need to move on. <laughs> Panera's like, well, I am not. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like I have this tight end garden over here that might brighten your day. I don't know. It might. We might need to water it a little bit, <laughs> weed it out. I don't know. See what we can find. Did you have any other players from Camp News that you were eyeing up a little bit? So I think most of the Camp News does seem to be injury-related. Um, 
there's one guy I just wanted to throw out there because the Giants have been the Giants have been using him in interesting ways uh, in the backfield and training camp. I'm talking about Wandell Robinson. I'm not a Wandell Robinson guy. I don't own him at all. I, I I promise you. When I say that, I mean it. And I don't I don't know if I did that because he was a giant or because I didn't like the prospect. I think it's because I didn't like the prospect. He's a smaller dude, and because he's smaller, I'm kind of out. But it does seem as though the Giants like him a little bit, and that counts for something. Um, we hear him practicing with the first team. I know you hear that a lot, but I didn't expect Wandell Robinson to be practicing with the first team, to be quite honest, at all. So to hear that is odd. I think it has something to do with Sterling Shepard, once again, not healthy. I don't really depend on Sterling Shepard as a Giants fan to really be doing much for this team, but I still don't really feel like Wandell Robinson has a big role. But I don't know. I think I need this is that little fly we talked about. He's now on my watch list. I have to keep an eye on does this does this does what I not expect this uh, this unexpected role he has in training camp grow. And so I'm keeping an eye on him. And as a Giants fan, it's going to be easy to do. And if I see enough, I might because I know his value is not very high. I mean, there's Wandell Robinson people out there. Don't get me wrong, but he could be lifted at a, at a pretty fair price if I was interested. And it's just, it goes back to that size thing again. But I, I did want to bring him up because he's popping up a lot, um, probably because I follow so many, so many Giants things. But he's popping up a lot in my, uh, you know, my Twitter feed and stuff like that. So, I don't know. That's a name I wanted to bring up for sure. I don't know if you heard or yeah, saw anything yeah. with Wando. No, I heard some of the buzz too. So, I will ask you mm-hmm. about two players I actually have no ownership as well. But would you prefer Kadarius Phoney or Wandale Robinson? I mean, I know this isn't going to be popular with you, but if I'm being honest with you and knowing that you aren't going to love my answer, it will be. Yeah, you took Tony, didn't you? Yeah. I would be. take Wandale Robinson. I know you. I don't, but you the don't real even guy need you want the there question. is Kenny Galladay. Yeah, this year? I hope so. Just stay for freak healthy, next dude. Year, for all the years. As yeah. far as this wide receiver group goes, yeah. If, if, if it's not Kenny Galladay, like in a couple of years, I still don't think it's going to, I don't think Wandale or Kadarius are a wide receiver one, even if they're the wide receiver two or three on the team. I don't think they're the wide receiver one on the team. Yeah. I'll give you that. So What's I'll Galladay's take some contract? Kenny Galladay. I'll take some Barkley. I'll take some Daniel Jones on the cheap. Yeah. He's definitely cheap. And I'll take some Daniel Bellinger. <sighs> All right, so <laughs> nice, nice segue over to the tight end garden. So Bellinger, well, well, we don't have to stay here if, <laughs> if like you have some more stuff. But yeah, no, I'm just I'm talking about that. the Giants. I'm a good. Bit. I think that makes a lot of sense. Actually, Daniel Bellinger, honestly, he he's profiling more as a blocking tight end for me than than a fantasy contributor. Uh, I looked at him as a as far as a um, a prospect goes. Uh, Eric Ebron, there's some some buzz out there that Eric Ebron could could become a giant sometime soon. Um, I'm not worried about that for Bellinger. I don't I don't care about that. I don't care about Rudolph coming in um, for Tampa Bay. Like those things those things don't bot like again. Tight end gardens, people. This is a three-year plan. This is why there's a garden. You got to water them. You got to take care of them. You can't get rid of them too early. Like, I did that with Dawson Knox. You don't do that. Like, if you like a guy, you got to come up with parameters of why you like a guy. Draft capital is some of that. Daniel Bellinger has a little bit of that. Fourth-round pick. A lot of these tight ends, fourth or third-round picks. But you want athleticism? Daniel's got a little of that. little, little athleticism. Um, but you just also, you know, profiles I love swags needs help blocking, runs great routes, uh, 
Great contesting. I want to hear all the wide receiver adjectives. Sure. I don't want to hear any of the blocking adjectives. When you look at Daniel Bellinger's profile, he profiles more as a good inline tight end who can catch a little bit. Um, and I feel like the opportunity that he has is booting him up a little bit as far as like fantasy excitement. Mm-hmm. And, and it's opportunity for sure. Yeah. Yep. And he has it, but he just might just be a tight end. You know what I mean? He, just, he might not be a pass-catching tight end. Um, and we won't know in year one, regardless. If I'm right or I'm wrong, you're still not going to know in year one. I, I I don't think he's that kind of player, regardless. Even if he is going to be a pass-catcher, you're not going to see it much in year one. But all that being said, there are other tight ends that profile more as pass-catchers that I am excited about in this class a little bit. And, you know, they're in my garden. And Daniel Bellinger, to be honest with you, I hope that I'm wrong. Because I'm a Giants fan, so I would love to be. I just feel like he's probably he he might be one of those guys that's on the Giants for eight years and just not mm. on people's fantasy teams. I think that Drew that Sample. to me is Dan. Yeah, that to me is Daniel Bellinger for now. What what what's the ceiling and floor like of expectations for Dan? Like, what does he have to do not to be a star tight ender to be viable for your team this year, but to get you excited for next year? What does he have to do? Touchdowns. Touchdowns. Yeah. Not worried about that's, yards, four, six hundred yards, yeah. or oh, that would be fantastic. I, I don't see, yeah, I, I could easily see him, you know, starting and leaving the season with like three fifty or four hundred yards. But if he had six touchdowns, I'd be like, okay, hold Become on, a red a zone threat. Yeah, maybe he's a red zone threat that that can, with a couple more years, get get to be a better route runner. Like, mm, but, I think if he, you but if he's that reliable, points, yeah, because I mean, Kenny Galladay should be that red zone threat too. Yep. What needs to happen is Daniel Jones needs to get comfortable chucking that ball. Dude, that's the other problem. Um, I'll look it up, but it's 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 pretty pathetic. How many how many touchdowns did Daniel Jones throw for last year? I mean, yeah. I think it's dude, I think it's under fifteen. So yeah. like you know, I just talked about Bellinger getting six. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Something would have to dramatically change. For a tight end, a, I'm sorry, a rookie tight end to get half of Daniel Jones' touchdowns. You know what I mean? That's the other problem. Man, so much to talk about. I hate to even ask this question because we're going back like three classes. No. But That's cool. Uh, are you in or out on Daniel Jones? I think I'm done with him. Doesn't kind of in mean the middle? That, I think I'm done with him as a Giants fan. Um, but that doesn't mean he can't have a good fantasy season this year. That's not. They're two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Giants are going to move on too, though. I don't. I don't think. I. I don't. I don't think any player can take a leap from what Daniels Jones did last year. I don't think they can take a big enough leap to to stay with the team. Uh, they didn't use the fifth year option. They they're obviously showing their hand there. Um, I mean, there's a lot of talk though too, like the Giants coming out of like the negative reinforcement that the team has had versus the positive reinforcement they're getting this year from the new coaching staff. And how that could maybe help them versus just constantly beating down your quarterback, having a new offensive coordinator and new systems every year. It's hard. It's to been do. tough for Daniel Jones. It's hard to do. And we talked about quarterbacks at the at the open of this this whole episode, and he's in that same boat, man. Like he he's getting tossed around, and you telling me that all those quarterbacks that we talked about with way more attache. Than Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones got trashed the day he was drafted. No one thought he should have been yeah. drafted there. So there was no expectation like all those other quarterbacks that we talked about. You tell me you can't see Daniel Jones on another team next year. I could totally see Daniel Jones on another team. By the way, he threw 10 no, touchdowns I'm not, I'm not last year. That. He we'll threw 10 touchdowns last year. 10. Oh, only 10. 
That's ridiculous. It's not that many. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. You know how many through the year before? Eleven. But dude, Come he had Canarius Tony. That was his. I wide don't receiver. care, dude. I don't. Kenny care. Galladay missed so much time. Barkley <laughs> missed so much time. He <laughs> maybe ten like, touchdowns. <laughs> ten. Zero weapons. <laughs> yeah. No, like I said, I think there's going to be think an uptick. Of some, think of a team that had worse wide receivers than Daniel Jones did there's, last year. There's going to be an uptick. I, I, But I just – I feel like with the history of – like I just told you, mm-hmm. 10 touchdowns, 11 touchdowns. So so he throws 22 this season. It's not going to be enough. He'd have to throw 35 to stay with this team. He's not going to go from 10 to 35 touchdowns. No, I, I agree. I yeah, agree it, it's a shame. It's a shame. I, I, think, I, I think you're actually – how should I say this? I think – you have a good way at looking at a quarterback situation and understanding that that has a lot to do with them not succeeding. Because some of these quarterbacks have had some, some really shitty situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mainly because the league has changed so much. It's like, what what can you do for me right now? Yeah. So they don't move the quarterback because they're, 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 they're cheaper than they've ever been, even as rookies, even as first-round picks. They're cheaper than they, they – they hold on to them unless you're Josh Rosen. And they just keep changing out the coach or the offensive coordinator. And then they have to learn a new language. They have to learn a new system. Do you think it would be that way, the way it is today, if it wasn't for social media? What I'm saying mm, is do you think question. that – I don't know. They fall into herd mentality as well. The coaches get sick of hearing about it. The fans get sick of hearing about it. The owners get sick of hearing about it. Do you I mean, think I hope that not. That has any play into people like Daniel Jones, though. I mean, I hope and not. They just I mean, move on. I'm sure there's like somebody or a, a small group of people that have to look at like basically. I would call that like fan. You know. Um, their fan base, like just ob- observing their fan base through social media and saying, this isn't helping us sell tickets. I'm sure there's like a certain amount of, of you know, teams that need to look and probably smartly do look at that. But I don't know if it, I don't know if it, it, it causes like this mm-hmm. yearly turnaround we see. Like that just feels, it feels like that's it. As I'm saying, I, I think it, has, like it plays a role. A chance anymore. It plays a role. Um I, I I agree with you. Something radically changed, and I do think that that is part of it. But I, I if I had to guess, I would say less than less than fifteen percent. Yeah, I think yeah, I think a but lot of it. There's money on the table too. Oh, hundred percent. If, if yeah. everybody hates Daniel Jones, people don't want to go see him as much. Yeah, a hundred percent. I've never been able to get. I go to the Giants. I go to a Giants game every single year. And I used to pay three hundred fifty dollars for you know I'm talking like six hundred level take t- seats mm-hmm. like these are like you know yeah you know blue blue collar seats these are not nice mm-hmm. seats three 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 fifty um my buddy and i are going in december on december 11th to go see the eagles play at giants and it's 130 bucks nice i've That's never sweet, dude never paid Gardner that price rushes it <laughs> seriously he is going to destroy your giants well the eagles have a, a long track record of coming in and beating us long it's been been depressing lately let's put it that way that is not what you think it is Fenero. i need to rewind a little bit we got to regress i want to move to the titans but this this will segue us right back into the tight ends last week we didn't even talk about kyle phillips thank god Thank God. He's on my show, She Like, what the hell happened last week? Right. And and <laughs> Traylon Burks looked pretty good in camp. Kyle Phillips looked good in camp, especially for the draft capital. I think Kyle Phillips is just a little bit below Romeo Dobbs for me. 
I'd rather have Burks to be clear. Like there's oh, no, yeah, of course. to me, there's not a trail on Burks with the Packers, <laughs> but I'm at, for the price. And I think it'll probably go up more than I want to pay. Um, you mentioned Elijah Moore before the show and how we were hyped about him this time. I'm not, it's not like that, but I think it's no. like, I don't believe in him like that, but man, I'd like to get a little Kyle Phillips and I don't think I can because like, I, I, I don't know. I'd probably rather have whatever I have to send to get it <laughs> just so, because of camp buzz. So Traylon Burks is he, we talk about, you talk about ease of buy. I think that that window's closing because Traylon, right. Traylon Burks had a, a moment, a minute where you could have gotten him below probably what he was valued. He probably deserves to be just right up there with all these 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 top wide receivers that we're going to be talking about in this class. But because of the because of the medical stuff, all kinds of different bad news. We talked about it like two episodes ago about like mm-hmm. all the negative news we were hearing at a rookie camp on him. Now Kyle Phillips is a whole different thing. So Kyle Phillips' expectations are really low. He's really cheap, kind of like that Tyquan Thornton level or even lower than him, to be quite honest, where you're picking him up and it's exciting. I think Kyle Phillips not only makes this team, but starts as a third wide receiver on this team. Now, that's what people are hoping for. That's that Honestly, that's a ceiling. But the, the only thing, did you hear Did you hear Kyle Phillips talk about his role on this team? I heard him in an interview, yeah. and I didn't like it even a bit, dude. He was, talk, he was talking about, I hope I make the team. Oh, wow. I don't. I mean, he was trying to be modest, I suppose. But I really, especially he's a smaller guy. I rather I rather him like have like a uh, a Danny Amendola kind of attitude where he's like, you know, I'm 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 of course I, I'm better than anybody here. You know, what I, mean? I want that. Try to find it. In some mo- kind of vibe it I was get, mousy, yeah. dude. I didn't like it. It took it turned me off. And okay. it doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. I'll be honest that any of our listeners that, that, that think I'm like. I'm about the same way. I just didn't like it. I don't feel he's not he's not Traylon Burks, right? So I don't feel any sort of way. Like I still feel great about owning a decent amount of Kyle Phillips as a as a as a flyer. Like I don't feel, but but that kind of turned me off. Like I didn't like it. Um, yeah. So anyway, Kyle Phillips is somebody that we should have brought up last week. Uh, we brought up a whole bunch of other names, and somehow he just slipped off of both of our lists. Yeah, and, and he was on it. Yeah, dude, I, I think Kyle Phillips, yeah, he was on it. I think Kyle Phillips has a really good chance, despite those sound bites, um, of not only making the team, but but putting in some serious snaps. Um, it, now it's like, okay, if he's a third wide receiver on this team that doesn't throw the ball much, what do we need to see there? You, you asked, what do I need to see from Bellinger to get excited? What do you need to see from Kyle Phillips to get mildly excited? Like, ooh, ooh, all right. Mm-hmm. What, what would that be? Is that yards. Oh, that would be fantastic. Hunter As a Renfro. third wide receiver? Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. I mean, that for me, like, that's what I want to see from a player that's going to yeah. get the 16 to 17 games at the end of the season for not to be your straight up studs. But, like, I want 600 yards. I don't want 400. I mean, just to, like, give keep my eye on them unless they're injured or completely buried. But even if you're completely buried on a team, there's a reason for that. So I want 600 yards, you know, just yeah. to... That would be great. Feel like it's probable to get better and better. I would feel great if he got 600 yards. We're going to talk about Chigaquanko. I'm sure I'm butchering that name. I, I, uh, I You know what? I, I A lot of times like when I have a, a hard time with names, I'll go watch some highlights. Yes, and I'll, I do that too. The thing with Chig <laughs> was nobody wanted to say his name. How about his first name? His first name is not even Chig. That's short for his first name, dude. That's what, that's what he's actually going by. 
Chig? They're calling him Chig, yeah. All right. Chig it is. But they you can try to Chigo. say it. <laughs> just call him yeah. Chigo. Just like Alberto. Just call him Chigo. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, nobody said his last name throughout like the whole thing. I'm just kind of waiting and I'm just like, oh, they don't want to say All right, it either. So, so like, give it to me again. I'm looking at it. I want to hear you say it. Give it to me. I'll, I'll give it I'll give it a shot after you. Chig, I, Chig, I, 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 I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Aquanco. Aquanco? Aquanco. That looks like Aquanco. Chig Aquanco. So I want to talk about him <laughs> really quick, but. You don't want to say his name 20 times? You know times? what we're not going to talk about on this Rookie Fever? Who? No, what? What? What aren't we going to talk about <laughs> on this Rookie Fever? We are not going to talk about an opening on our campus to Canton League. Oh, you're right. That'll we be don't something have we one are those, not we? talking about because that. Filled, you missed the boat just like you did on Traylon Burks. You missed the boat to get in on this for <laughs> super cheap. You can still get into Campus of Canton for a hell of a deal. Get out all up to date on your Devi, your college players. They do a lot over there. Like Campus of Canton, great site. We don't support things on this show that we we don't support. Quite honestly, um, we're not we're not a Giants wide receiver. Very nice. So, yeah, you missed out on that. And it kind of bums me out. We've got a great group, though. Yeah. Fanero's kind of taking over the college side of that for us and controlling the draft. Um, He's given me a little bit of power into the NFL side of it, which kind of scares me. Nah, you love it. We'll see how it all goes. But, yeah, we're pretty excited about the Campus of Canton League. I still, I mean, honestly, go to campusofcanton.com, put in Code Fever, save that money, get the biggest package you can, because, I, I mean, you'll save the most money, and it's really, like, if you're going to be in it, you don't want it just for a month. You want it for the year. Just do the year. Pay now. Save that money. Put in Code Fever. That way they know we, we sent you. That is our relationship with them. But great site. Everybody over there is killing it. I meant to shout out Austin at Debbie Deets when I was talking about George Pickens because he did mm. the player profile with us on Rookie Fever. Nice. I want to listen to that again. Yeah. Those are fun re-listens when we're in Absolutely. the middle of training camp. They're timeless in their own way. Like, they really are. We have more information today, but you can yeah. go back and get a feel about how we felt about them before landing spots. And yeah. listen to the Sky Moore one, for example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I like Sky. <laughs> like, I like Sky, so I don't want to be a jerk, but like... Just listen to it and you're like, okay, maybe we're getting a little too excited just because of landing spots. <laughs> Everybody's going to hate me by the end of this show. Go to Camps Canton, put in Code Fever. (laughs) Are they going to hate you because you you teased the Chig tight end and and just only said his name five times? No, we're going to get into that. (laughs) I'm throwing too much shade. Thank God Panera didn't forget about Chig. I'm too much damn shade today. I'm just trying to help you out, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) So, they seem to like Chigo. They say he's lining up all over the field. Don't have much there at tight end. He could be a guy that you stash in your garden, maybe a two tight end league, tight end premium. How dare you say Austin Hooper's nothing at tight end? Oh, they do have Austin Hooper. And I know, I, I know that too, How actually. dare you? You know what, though? Austin Hooper has one year, one year contract. Yeah. yeah. We talked about the garden, dude. No, I talked about how I didn't care about if Ebron goes to the Giants for Bellinger. I don't care about any. I mean, dude, one year means shit. So Hooper's there, sure. Contract's not even that big. Whatever. This is actually a tight end that I'm not going to lie, listeners. When Swags put it on the, the show sheet, I had to look him up. I didn't know who Chig was. 
I did some research. I looked into Chig. I feel like he is more along those lines as a pot, like basically a, a raw talent pass catcher. Yeah. This is not one of those inline tight ends. You're blacker, like you said about Bellinger. Yeah. He's like, he, this is a guy where you're hearing stuff like about his versatility, lining across all formations. That's what I want to hear. Is he's raw? Okay, he's raw. Fine. Okay, he's raw. I got to wait three years anyway. So I'm, I'm actually intrigued by this dude. And when you put him on the show sheet, I did a little checky checky and he's available. And you're like, how the hell do I say his last name? Yeah, I is just chig. This is chig. I'm just joking. Yeah, dude, he's chigo, chigo. Yeah, he, he anything that you will uh, read up on him at all talks about his physical tools, his raw talent, and his ability as a route runner and a blocker. So anyway, long story short, I actually uh, would be a little more excited about chig again selected in the fourth round than I am a Daniel Bellinger. I feel like there's Same. a little bit more upside here. Um, I do agree. I agree. Yeah, a little more upside here. And then who no. cares, dude? Austin Hooper's there. Like, go learn off of Austin Hooper. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Does the tight end to own from the Denver Broncos last name really end with an O? No. I don't think so either. I don't think it's Albert O. Nope. Albert O wasn't even a better prospect than the guy that you want to talk about right now, which is Greg Dulcich. Did I yeah. say that right? Dulcich. Yeah. 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 Greg was picked in the third round. Albert O was picked in the fourth round. Albert O had 11 catches. Yes, 11 catches as a rookie and 33 catches last year. Albert O hasn't done shit. And he's been with the team for two years. Let's just be honest. Now, now, when I say it takes tight ends three years, I ain't looking for 44 catches in two years. That's, right. that's not showing me. I need more than that. We just got done talking about, well, if Bellinger got six touchdowns and if Bellinger got 550 yards, that ain't 44 catches. This is, this is over two years. This is not good. Yeah. They like Alberto is not in the way. Fantaway. They wanted Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, they I like Greg. I liked Greg before he was on a team, before mm -hmm. he had a landing spot. I had an eye on him. He was on my watch list. Now he lands in a nice spot with possible opportunity. Um, or oh, the quarterback I love. Like, I like, this is a guy I got four stars next to his name. There's only two guys that have four nice. stars next to their name, and this is one of them. Greg Dolchers absolutely is on my is on my fantasy teams. He's in my tight end garden, and I think this was a great addition by you onto the show sheet. I think Greg Greg is going to be that tight end in this class that isn't named. Um, oh my God, I always forgot it. Trey McBride. That isn't Trey mm -hmm. McBride. That's going to like get people to go. Ooh, why don't mm -hmm. I own more of him? I, yeah. That this is the dude that could do that. Yep. This season. Um, so season. who's who's your other four star? Ah, you gotta know who my other four star is. I know you know. I mean, Jelani you just mentioned Woods. McBride. It's Jelani. It's Jelani Woods. Okay. Yeah, Jelani. He's just. It's. It's. He oozes of athleticism. There wasn't a better athlete at the tight end position ever measured measured at the combine since nineteen eighty seven. Um, he's more comparable to Traylon Burks than any tight end in this class. He has opportunity. We only have Mo Ali Cox over there. We have um, Matt Ryan. I think he shows us a little bit this year. 6'7", 252 pounds, great landing spot. <sighs> to me, dude, this is the most exciting. He could totally he could totally bust. Totally bust. But this is the guy that's most exciting to me. This is the one that, that I literally am like, I'll hold him longer than I have to. Let's put it that way. I have in a relationship with Jelani Woods now. Like he and I could it could wind up being a bad relationship. Yeah. I, I get that, but I but, have a relationship with Jelani Woods now. And, I, and I, I know need we just shed all over Albert O, 
But if you're going to have an emotional relationship with players and hold on and wait for them to develop, I think it's tight ends. Yeah, that's I'm a good sorry. point. That's a like, good point. Even, even <laughs> we've thought of, mentioned this before, like a lot of them don't even hit till they're between like 27 yeah, and 30. Dude. That's crazy. There, you don't get Travis Kelsey and Rob Gronkowski all the time. Like even some of these vets that are like in that 27 year age range that mm-hmm. switch teams i'm kind of excited about like look at even like hunter henry how well he did last year for the patriots and now they're saying yeah. he could possibly be the highest targeted player from mac jones i don't know if i completely agree with that <laughs> but and then austin hooper he could do okay there like i wonder yep. even like yep. i wonder even if you see more oj howard in buffalo than you think you're gonna see and maybe yep. like you're like oh mm-hmm. Knox was just a product of the environment but now they have somebody better and he's healthy it could be by the way the two guys that we just mentioned jelani woods and dulcich they were the number two and number three tight ends picked in this year's draft it was trey mcbride jelani woods greg dulcich oh so we also have we also have like the nfl that kind of digs digs our tight end garden let's put it that way yeah yeah, I, I think this so so Jelani Woods almost was a second round pick, dude. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is it's it's a team betting on the t- it's the team just betting on that athleticism. And if you're gonna like at tight end in particular, if you're gonna bet on something, it's that bet on the athleticism. They're gonna have a couple years to 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 learn, you know, the routes and blocking and all that. So if you can just be like the best athlete on the field, yeah. You, you want to know what I'm willing to bet on? My tight end garden. And seriously, this is a this is a cheap little move. Like you're playing the you're playing the dollar slots. I'm playing the nickels. But I'm going to mm. bet that Dalton Schultz is not the tight end of the future for Dallas Cowboys. He's on even a if, franchise tag right year. now. Yep. Yeah, he's on a franchise tag right now. I I just heard a Dallas reporter um, on Sirius XM say that he has no expectation. Of them paying thirteen or fourteen million dollars a year for Schultz yeah. next year, so now you're talking about a totally vacated. Yep, Jake, I knew you were going there. Again, dude, Ferguson at least profiles as a pass catching tight end. You picked another good one to put on this list. He here, I'll just read this to you. And, and he's cheap, like you mentioned. With oh my god, is he cheap. He might be on your waivers. These guys, yeah. like well, that's why I said I'm playing the nickel slots. Like, yeah. These are the guys too, like, and I know, like, we talk about that emotional attachment here, but these are guys that, like, for me, it, it doesn't. It's not hard for me to drop them later because that's how cheap they are. This is the description you want to you want to read when you look at somebody's profile. This this is straight out of uh, Mr. Lance over there at NFL.com. He has outstanding ball skills, including a rare level of concentration to make challenging catches in the face of on oncoming collisions. While he gives effort as a blocker, I love it. He's only giving it effort. Yeah, he he wasn't he wasn't a great fit for what Wisconsin asked for him and their tight ends to do in the running game. So he was likely overmatched. And if you asked to take on defensive ends in the NFL, but he is a solid receiver and has below average blocker. I love it. Yeah. Can't block. Great. Go put somebody else over there to block. Jake Ferguson, you go over there and catch balls from Dak. Yeah. In twenty twenty three, that's yeah. dude. And you just got done saying he's free. Yeah. Maybe even this year. We'll see. Quite honestly. We'll see. Dalton Schultz showed a little bit last year. (laughs) I mean, Dalton Schultz showed a lot last year. He sure did. Correct myself. But he hasn't been doing it for that long, I guess, is more my point. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that comes with a warning label as well. When they when they flash one year, you gotta you gotta worry about it's not gonna be. And then they don't want to pay him. Yeah. Yep. 
And the word is they're not going to pay him again. They gave him this, but I don't think they're going to do it again. We'll see. I mean, I think he has, he, he definitely has the situation where he could, you know, who knows, he could get a deal. But, um, it's going to be tough though when you're Jerry Jones there. and like you've had Jason mm-hmm. Witten for so long. And he, Jason Witten was the ultimate high floor tight end. Like he never like set your world on fire. Right. But he was always going to just be consistent, like eight to 12 points in your, on your roster. And that was before tight end premium. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he never like had that crazy ceiling, but he, he was very admirable. He played the position. Yep. So I think they're kind of still searching, man. And, and, and yeah, I like some, I have quite a bit of Jake Ferguson, actually. Like, I feel like people think I'm silly. Like when I'm picking him up on rosters and you see him on waivers, I drafted him in some drafts late. I got him in some two tight end drafts. You know what I mean? Like, so kind of like him. There you go. Any interest, Finero, the New York native Jeremy Rucker to the Jets? Not a ton, although I own more Ruckert <laughs> than than the last person you just mentioned, than uh, Ferguson. I own two Ruckerts, actually. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out why <laughs> with this profile. He's not an explosive route runner and tested more as a run blocker. Um, <laughs> he has tight end two potential and could become an average NFL starter. Uh, we have CJ Uzama who signed a three year deal for 24 million. We have Tyler Conklin over there who signed a three year deal for 20 million. Jeremy Rucker could be one of those guys that's just on the roster for a couple seasons to get replaced by a guy. So I'm, a, I'm not real big on Jeremy Rucker. Yeah. Kind of yeah. similar to the Steelers taking the hometown boy there. Kind of, yeah. I mean, and and I'm, the same, but. I'm a little regretful because I, if I go back and look at those drafts now, I'm sure I could have oh, had a tight end I felt better about, like <laughs> Chig. I would, I would trade, I would trade, I would trade Chig for Rucker straight up right now. Right? I would love yeah, that. Same. I would love that. Like it, I, I'll, I'll be honest, man. I felt a little lazy about this tight end class this season. I felt like I just wanted to be out on him. I, I felt like I got a bad vibe. Um, I felt like Trey McBride was going to go sooner than I wanted him to go. And everybody else was just somebody else. Like I, I just wanted out. So I didn't really collect a lot of them. The ones I do have, I got very, very, very late. Um, or it's, uh, Jelani Woods and old Joltrich. Mm-hmm. They're the two I have. Jelani Woods and Joltrich are the two I have. And then after that, I was able to pick up a decent amount of Cole Turner off of yeah, waivers. Yeah, I wanted to hear what you had to say about him. Actually. Yeah. So Cole Turner, um, the problem, the, the right now I'm getting, remember I told you about that like watch button? So in OTAs, you were hearing Cole Turner bawling out. Could be rookie surprise of the season. I haven't heard a peep in like three weeks. Like nothing. We're in training camp now. I don't hear anything about Cole Turner. I hear about Logan Thomas still being hurt and his knee and all that. But I don't hear anything about Cole Turner. So I start to, I need to start to hear something very soon because I was like gobbling up Cole Turner off of waivers thinking, wow, this guy, this guy might just be like one of those guys, you know, they just, you know, round five dude that you can pick up off waivers. Logan Thomas injured. I mean, let's be honest. Logan Thomas has only had one good year, mm-hmm. right? So like he could be that, that, that Dalton Schultz thing you're saying. He could just be like a one hit wonder. He has a pass catching profile like we talked about. Um, he's got the body type, body type for the, the tight end you're looking for. He's, he, he's awesome jump ball talent. Um, uh, again, from Lance at, 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 at NFL.com said he was reminiscent of, uh, of Mike Jacecki. That's, that's a, a huge praise yeah, at round absolutely. five. Um, I mean, that's, 
I hate player comps, but he he was right. he was referring to his basically his, his jump ball talent, and 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 that usually translates to red zone targets. So we might see a little Cole Turner, even though Logan Thomas and John Bates are out there in the red zone. I see a couple touchdowns. I hear some more stuff in training camp, and I feel a little excited about my Cole Turner shares. Now you mentioned, and first of all, I love that. Like I don't have any Cole Turner to be honest with no? you. No. Go get some. Zero. I bet, you still I, I bet can he's get available, some. huh? I bet you still can get some. Yes. How do you feel? Man, this is a tough one because I know how you feel about Austin Hooper and these one-year guys. Yep. No love for Kyle Rudolph with Tom Brady? Not much. Cameron Brate? Some. How's that analysis for you? Kate Otten? No. <laughs> and yeah, and, and I don't mean anything about – I don't mean anything uh, negative about Otten. I think he's he's fine. I think he's another guy that this got boosted up. For people because, oh, wow, Gronk's retired, so Otten's got to be the guy because nobody likes Brayton. I, I was thinking right. the whole time, it's it's Brayton. It's not Otten. It's going to be Brayton. It's not going to be great. It's just going to be okay. It's not going to be great. Um, it's going to be Brayton. Well, you know, like how many years, every single time they tried to replace Gronk, like they're just like, oh, that, oh my God, this guy's going to be amazing. And they, oh, they, they, they have two tight ends now. This guy's going to be Gronk. Like every yeah. single time. So now it's Even just carried over to Tampa Patriots. Bay. It's, yeah, exactly. yeah. Now it's just carried over to Tampa Bay. It's the same bullshit. Brate's not good enough to be like fantasy viable, and Otten's a rookie, so we just got done talking about that. So you can rule him out. And Kyle Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph was was on the Giants last year, right? Yeah. I have to ask you. I have to ask you if he was. So there you go. And and honestly, I don't think I'm like a super smart person or anything, but I'm smart enough to realize that something that it feels like a lot of people don't that Tom Brady was not in a Tom Brady offense with the Patriots. He was in a Bill Belichick right. offense with exactly. the Patriots. That wasn't exactly. Tom Brady's offense. Yep. Bucks are much closer to Tom Brady's offense. He's Yeah, I agree. It's good he's point. not going to just go through tight ends and yep. any running back with the last name White. That's not how it's yep. going to work here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm with you, especially with the addition of Julio Jones. Yeah. I mean, they've got four wide receivers that have been talked about as viable now that they have Julio. You Absolutely. Go, you know what I mean? Godwin, yeah. Evans, Russell Gage, and now add in Julio. Yep. Sorry about that, Russell Gage. If you did not get your Julio jersey signed when you were with him with the Falcons, now's your chance. That's the yep. best this is going to get for you, Russell Gage. There's been a lot of talk about how Julio Jones doesn't really want to play football anymore. I'm very anxious to see... Because I don't think he gets away with that with Brady. Brady's going to demand that he that he puts in a hundred percent. I want to see Julio Jones give it a hundred percent with Brady. I don't. I don't know what we're going to see. I think we're just going to see like a game here and there. To be quite honest, because who, who said that Julio doesn't want to play? Uh, I was listening to I want to say Jeff Manns on SiriusXM. He was basically there he was making a claim that a lot of NFL players um, I shouldn't say a lot. There are NFL players that get to a certain age that just are about the money part of it and stretching that out. And his belief was that Julio Jones was on that list. That he Six basically million dollars was kinda, isn't shit. No, it really Jones. isn't. Yeah, it really isn't. I mean, it's, it's a lot it's, of money. It's a lot to it's us. It's a lot but, of money. Yeah. It's not shit for Julio Jones. It's a slap in the face, quite honestly. <laughs> Do you think Julio Jones gives us a little treat this year then? Absolutely. Oh, I love hearing you say that. Absolutely. Why not? 
I love it. You know, like look at his track record. And then he had the down season with the Titans. It was really awful. Only 400 and something yards with Ryan Tannehill, mind you, not even a full season. He was banged up the year before when he was with Matt Ryan. He still had what, like eight, 900 yards somewhere seven, in there? 771, I'm looking 770, at 770, so eight, yeah. to be fair, you know? Yep. And that was not on a full season. What's that, nine games? That I don't have in front of me, but yeah, three touchdowns. I'm going to say nine games, so still about 80 to but, 90 yards but then per before game. That, but then before that, to your point, 1,300 yards, 15, yeah. 18, 13. 17, yeah, there's a lot there. We, we know Julio Jones you know? was amazing. Yeah. He's had time to, he's healthy. Love it. He could have walked away from the game. I don't think. I don't know. Tom Brady wanted to throw to him and he wants to catch passes from Tom Brady. I think that he could be at least what Antonio Brown was for the team, quite honestly, without all the drama. And he probably will play the whole season. I hope you're right, dude, because there's there's Julio Jones shares dying on 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 some of my teams Mm -hmm. and and literally watching F.A. next to his name for months was just like, you know, this guy's almost worthless. Like, yeah. almost worthless. Like I Not said anymore. in our Scott Fishbowl 12 chat, <laughs> yeah. I'll take Julio Jones and a walker over Russell Gage. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Honestly, it's silly. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I like so it. So, I think, I mean, Tampa Bay's loaded, first of all. But there is room <laughs> for yeah, Julio to have 1,000 yards in that system with and, Tom Brady. And Chris Godwin's going to miss significant time. I'm I, He's not going to be back. Like this whole, all this talk about him possibly being back early in the season, this is not going to happen. He's going to miss at least a yeah. month. At I mean, least how many, a month. How many yards does a healthy Tom Brady throw for? It's like, isn't he like 4,500 to 5,000? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to throw a ton. There's a thousand yards for Julio. Oh, I love it. You know what I mean? Like, Give it to me. There's six to seven for Russell Gage. There's 12 probably for. Evans, if Godwin is out most of the year, I think now, Evans if something is happens to eat. Brady and you go to Kyle Trask. Sorry, guys. Yeah, the two years Tom Brady was with the Bucks, forty six hundred thirty three, five thousand three hundred sixteen last year. Mm. Damn. That this is an actual rookie fever rookie <laughs> rewind. Feverish. Oh yeah, no fake out this time. No fake out. Nice. Kenneth Gainwell is playing with the ones. Miles Sanders with the twos. Do you care? Not really. That's kind of how I felt. But, I mean, you have to obviously care and take notice. You have to pay attention. But you don't know what they're doing or what they're trying to see. New coaching yeah. staff, they they have to see how both of them play with yeah. yep. ones and twos eventually, in my opinion. Yes. And see how those roles shake out. That matters the least to me is is somebody playing with the ones or the twos. Now, with that being said, it it, it does matter with rookies. That's different. If a mm-hmm. rookie's playing with the ones, then I'm like, whoa, what? What? Kyle Phillips is playing with the ones. What? What? Dobbs? Yeah. Dubs? Dubs is playing with the ones. Like that's different. Kenneth Gainwell playing with the ones. Two days from now, Miles Sanders is. You're going to hear it. It's going to be Miles Sanders is the starter on this team. You're going to hear it three days from now. Mark my word. And then you're going to start hearing. Um, you know, Miles Sanders and Gainwell 50-50. Like, it's going to waffle back and forth all offseason. If you listen to every single thing, it's just going to be mind-numbing. I, I still believe that Kenneth Gainwell is not a three-down back. I truly believe that. I, I saw him last season. I just don't see that. I think he could be a good complimentary back. What's going on with Miles Sanders? I don't know. He still baffles me. I, I thought he had a great rookie season. He's never done 
what he's never met my expectations after his rookie season. He's just he's just fallen short of them every single season, and he has a really hard time staying healthy. He's still young though. Like, yep. There's still a chance here. I really believed in him this year. I hate this like this waffling right now. I would love to just hear their embracing, but it's too early, dude. What are they? Three practices in? Yeah. Like we gotta chill out on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm with you. Did you have anybody else you want to mention from Camp News or no. Tight End Garden? No, you got me covered, brother. Quick recap of Rookie Fever, episode 277. <laughs> we did Camp News, the Tight End Garden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unfollow all the analytic crowd except for Dave Wright mm-hmm. and at Generally Aware. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You should absolutely follow Josh, by the way, at Generally Aware. He's completely underfollowed on Twitter. Smart guy and well-spoken. And I appreciate that from the crowd. I, uh, I I mean that with all sincerity. I wish that I would have grouped you in with Dave when I first started talking about it. Um, what else did we talk about? When uh, this is a uh, we've never recapped before. This is kind of interestingly <laughs> fun for me. The listeners are probably like, "Are you done? We want to hear that outro." Uh, for now, do you have any final thoughts? Oh, damn! Good um, fever at Dynasty Nerds. By the way, you can watch all the film on these players we've been talking about. Some of those guys came on to do rookie fever player profiles with us. I guess I would say, I would say, you know, feel free to get excited about camp news guys. Like absolutely. Yes. Enjoy it. Get excited. Don't, don't stop yourself from getting excited. Just be careful. If you act on it, just don't, do that just yet. Do the little things that I told you to do, the swag told you to do. Put a little blue check mark here. Put a little a little note there. Um, look for something like I told you. Like I, I got I got excited about Cole Turner and now I'm not hearing anything about Cole Turner. But my eyes are open. My ears are mm-hmm. listening. I want to see what's going on. I just did on this show, I just did another search for Cole Turner News. There's nothing going on. That's putting some, you know, some water on the fire. And, but um, get excited. I'm, Feel free to get excited, I man. Bet That's what this is all about. Add, and add any Quentin Cephas, though. Nah, I did not. <laughs> I did not. I am at Swagzilla Zero G. He is at Artback TV. This is at Rookie Fever. And we are out. When you kiss me,
got the fever, cause I got the fever, now you got the fever, so she got the fever, and he got the fever, no cure for the fever, so let's beat the fever, thank God for the fever, thank God for the fever. Fever, now you got the 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 f